Baldwin Chronicles, the Oklahoma, Oklahoma State football podcast. I am your host, Scott Wright, joined by Jacob Unruh. We're back at Stone Cloud for, uh, we're actually here on National Signing Day. We've got lots of recruiting news to talk about. We'll get into all of that. Touch a little bit on the, uh, the Texas Bowl, which is a week away, um, but still lots of unknowns. It's really hard yeah. to even try to, to uh, break that game down, but we'll do the best that we can on that. Lots, uh, lots to get into. We won't be doing another podcast on video from here next week, but if you want to jump in and give us some uh, some score predictions in the comments, feel free. Uh, looking back at the, at the Big 12 championship game, which feels like forever ago. forever ago. It's been uh, a month Damon, or so, right? Yeah, almost. Damon was the winner. He predicted Texas to win 47 to 20. Almost nailed it. Just he got it by prices right rules. Yeah, like, that's exactly. That's very good. strong. Uh, so uh, so I'll drink a beer for him today. But that brings us to the most important question of what are we drinking? That's a very good question. Fix my it mic is. Here, yeah, sorry. yeah. Fix, fix, fix my your mic. microphone there. I can sit here and talk for a second and fix my mic because, yeah. you know, that's you go. Uh, the thing oh, popped off. It was on my sleeve. So. There you go. All right, perfect. Let's try this again. Yes. So, All what's right. your drink? Uh, I am drinking. It is called Space Something. Bus. Space Bus. That's right. Space Bus. It is a double hazy IPA. Mm hmm. And it's. Very, very delicious. It's very, very nice. Um, it's 8%, so I can't drink two of these on air. Right. What happens off air stays off air. But That's right. I can't drink two of these on air because they're sneaky good. That's exactly right. I am drinking the long distance fist bump. Oh. Which is fantastic, first of all. Second it just of came all, out today. It is brand new, right? It's, yeah. it's very fresh. I got a lot of new beers since we've been here in, yeah, exactly. after right of Thanksgiving. That's exactly right. This one is spectacular. Um, it's not a not quite a double, but it is uh, it is stronger than uh, yeah. than than a lot of a lot of their beers. Long distance fist bump is what I'm going to be giving you when I'm when I'm here alone <laughs> next year recording yeah. these podcasts yeah. on uh, on, yeah. on video. But uh, yeah, it's going to be very different not having you here uh, next yeah. season. Yeah, so um, this is I guess my formal announcement. Right, um, this is it. In the last few months, I've been transitioning to. Um, a deputy sports editor role here mm -hmm. at the Oklahoma, and I'm saying just will not be covering OSU day to day with you. Um, I will be over the college coverage of OSU and OU. Yeah. Um, so this is this is it right here, unless I chime in somehow on Zoom or right. Teams or whatever we want to record yeah. in, and um, I drink beer at home. Right. While we do that, or you know maybe there'll be a time I might randomly pop in. But, Never know. Um, we'll find a way to keep the podcast going somehow, even if I'm not. Oh, absolutely. Podcast is not going anywhere. Stone Cloud will always uh, always have a special place for us here. We'll be coming back next season. Uh, just uh, might look a little bit different. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So so all these all these years, uh, two years now here at Stone Cloud, introducing you as my co-host. Now I got to call you boss. Like that's just gonna <laughs> you be called weird. me boss the other day sarcastically, and I cringe. <laughs> I still not I'm gonna, gonna, I'm gonna keep doing I, it. I just cringe. Just uh, <laughs> just be prepared. It's it's not going away. So. Um, <laughs> Well, let's uh, let's get into some some football stuff. We did uh, get to visit with Mike Gundy uh, today. He talked about his signing class, which I think he answered something on every player, didn't he? Just about. Uh, of course, uh, there has been one signing since we left, yes. and he did not. We did not get to hear him try to pronounce the name. The name. My, see, this is why I've been practicing this for days. <laughs> I had two different people teach me how to, how yeah, to pronounce there you it. Go. I've been practicing it. I would say Malik it every Malik time. Maka. I, almost, yes. <laughs> every time that I would type his name in the story, I would, I would, I would pronounce it yeah. myself. I would think about it. Maya Luwaki. Maya Luwaki. Smith. Um, his, his, his private quarterback coach just calls him Smitty, uh, which is, uh, which I'm 
suddenly a big fan of. Yeah. So we'll go with that, Smitty. Smitty. Uh, he had not signed. He's out on the West Coast. It was also finals day at, uh, mm -hmm. at, at his high school there in San Mateo, California. So he was late getting around to signing his paperwork. He has uh, since filed it, but we didn't get to talk to Mike Gundy about him, which was a little bit disappointing. It was. When it's your best recruit and a quarterback. Yeah. To not get to talk about that guy. That said, 16 other guys we did get to visit about. Lots of uh, lots of excitement. We'll get into some of the specifics later in the Stone Cloud Six Pack, but still, uh, some of your uh, some of your general thoughts. Like you said, Gunny talked about nearly yeah, he hit on every everybody. Guy. He talked about Willie Nelson's name, mm -hmm. um, and, but he mainly talked about the Willie Nelson documentary, apparently, or special that was on. Yeah, like I guess it was like his 90th birthday. And he they, said we were all too young to understand. I understand Willie Nelson. Yeah. The problem is. I didn't know what he was talking about no. at the moment. I had no idea no. what kind of special was on there. No, apparently it just comes on like uh, like special TV for people older than us. Even. Yeah, it was probably yeah. on some sort of late night uh, PBS Could show have been. or something. Yeah, who knows? You know, I, I don't know. I'm a big fan of Willie Nelson. I am too. I've I mean, seen him he, in concert. He 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 appeals to our generation yeah. in a very strong way. Whether it was starting when we were little kids, I'm sure. Yeah. Uh, you were like me. You heard heard his stuff that was famous back in the day. Yep. And then and then he kind of not reinvented himself really because he's never really changed. But yeah, he was relevant to our generation. Yeah. Well, so my anyway. wife's a big fan. Like we went and saw right. him in concert a few yeah. years ago, like right before Thanksgiving one Played time. Played Snoop Dogg. The Jones Assembly. Yeah. Yeah. Like he's awesome. Like so we right. we understand him. Exactly. Gundy just loves us in with the young folks, which is yeah. nice too. Uh, I'll take it. Um, but. You know, um, he jumped out. I, I think the running back talk. We can talk more about the running backs mm -hmm. later. But the running back talk yep. with with uh, Jaden Allen Hicks, Hick, Hendricks, sorry, Hendricks. and uh, Rodney Hills Jr. That really jumped out. I think there was a lot mm -hmm. of the physicality of those guys and the right. under the radar uh, of Allen Hendricks it was really intriguing. Um, I think they're guys that can really fill out the backfield behind Ollie Gordon right. when you're looking for depth there right now. Anyways, yeah, um, they're not going to be. Leaned on heavily because I think you got other guys who can do that. I think they're going to hit someone at the portal. Yeah, I still eventually would expect on that. that. But I think they're guys that can really provide some depth and develop into good running backs. Right. Um, Jaden Allen Hendricks is is fascinating on a lot of levels. Mm -hmm. 6'2", 225. Um, you know, had a, a very productive season. Um, you know, Gunny talks about it being like a 240, 245 pound running back, which you just don't see a lot of around no. here. And I really thought fullback, right? Like, I'm like, exactly. you're moving to fullback then, yeah. because that's big. Exactly. <laughs> so that's going to be uh, that's going to be intriguing. And then Rodney Fields is a guy that you know he was one of the first commits in the class uh, we've known about for a long time. Southeast as a junior, Dell City as a senior, two really great seasons on on very different levels. Five nine, one eighty five, and he's he's a guy that you know you assume he's still going to bulk up a little bit when he uh, when he gets into Oklahoma State's strength and conditioning program. And you think about him being kind of that, uh, you know, not quite as big as Jalen Warren um, muscularly, yeah. but but still kind of in that realm of uh, of how he's built. And he's got some ability to make guys miss in he various does. ways. He does. I'm not going to throw a Barry Sanders comparison, but you mm -hmm. can kind of see some things you like there There's that that Barry could do. Some very interesting shiftiness yeah. for, uh, for for that kid. Uh, the uh, really probably the biggest news I would say mm -hmm. of the day was was his cousin Ladanian Fields yes. flipping from TCU to OSU this morning on signing day officially and um, I mean you, I know you've met him you wrote about him back in the summer um, seems like a very intriguing kid six yeah. one 175 and very, very athletic. athletic can run and jump um, can do everything you want they're gonna put him at corner it sounds like um, you know I know he played receiver in high school they like that they talk about 
uh, return guy too for him, ready right. today too. I think yeah. that's a good idea. I think you want the ball in this guy's hands if you can get it. I don't think he's going to be. I mean, defensive back for a reason. I don't think you want to put too much pressure right. on your receiver, but um, he's a guy that a lot of people liked. He's he, he kind of under the radar in some ways because you know he ran a four-four in the at a spring camp at TCU. Washington, Washington State immediately offered. TCU didn't even offer. Right. And then he committed to TCU in August. They offered, I guess, somewhere in there. Um, and then last-minute flip, obviously, today. Um, some of that, you know, they didn't get Kobe Black like they wanted. Right. Um, so they get a spot and they go get the next guy they want, which is, I think he's really good. Mm-hmm. I, think, I think it's a, you know, it's a one, I don't want to say it's 1A, 1B, but it's pretty close. Yeah. Um, and you get LaDainian Fields here, who is a guy who's super talented. Super confident in his ability. I liked his confidence when I talked with him. Yeah. Um, wasn't cocky, but very, very, he knew what he could do and couldn't do and uh, how he could improve at Del City. And Del City, I think, really improved him. Yeah. Um, and so now you're getting a guy that you could put in various spots on the field that can really cause a lot of problems for opponents. Yeah. Very uh, impressive uh, flip there for, for Oklahoma State. And just to, to round out the uh, the Oklahoma prospects, Josh Ford was a guy that, that I've uh, spent some time with on a couple of different occasions. Wrote a story about his, um, his his Baylor fandom as a uh, as a young person. He his dad played at Baylor. He has several uh, men in his family who played college football, major college football, TCU, Texas, SMU, Baylor, places like that. And uh, he's sort of continuing that trend. But his dad played at Baylor. Was a huge Baylor fan. They had this bright yellow, or still have this bright yellow Jeep that you'll see rolling around Stillwater with uh, with Baylor stickers on the side that. Uh, They've decided they've either got to paint it or sell it. Sounds like they're leaning towards selling it uh, oh, okay. rather than, uh, than than trying trying to paint it right now. But uh, either way, he's a, a, a guy that is okay. So I, I, I told you this earlier, but um, you know, two four seven sports had him listed at six five two thirty yeah. on on their uh, their bio page for him when I went up there to meet with him back in the summer. And and when I see somebody listed at six five two thirty, I'm immediately thinking they're probably going to be six four. Maybe two fifteen, yeah, and uh, and and no, uh, I immediately knew that that they had, had shorted Josh Ford, or he had grown since they had, <laughs> yeah. they, they didn't put it. He was easily six six. He might be he might be six. He might hit six seven he, at some point. He's listed at six six now. Yeah, so he's definitely was... he definitely is six six. They've got him at two fifty two, and that's uh, I would say also legit. Gundy said two seventy five is kind of where he expects him to play. Right. Yeah, he is a guy that could. Um, get really big. He's already very physical, and um, it was it was really funny. I went looking for photos to include with my my story. We have three action photos of him from three different games over two seasons. They're all three almost identical of, of, of him <laughs> stiff arming a guy as he's as he's going he by. He looks him, so. big in that recent photo in the state championship game. Yes, he just looks. He's, he is a big dude, and uh, I find him very intriguing because um, he's one of those guys that uh, sort of in the uh, um, you know, that we've heard Gundy talk about guys who love football, and and he's one of those guys. He's a guy. He was, uh, you know, he did a signing ceremony, uh, you know, just a fake one on Monday, uh, and he was up at 6 a.m. that morning at, working out, uh, getting uh, getting his workout in before he even came to school for uh, for anything and, and had a ceremony and all of that. So he's a, a very committed kid, and I think that. At that position, when you combine his size and his commitment, you're going to get something special. Yeah. You know, from there it it, it takes fine tuning and and you know what kind of uh, um, things are able to do with him. But he can do a lot in that position. 
just with his, his size, his strength, and his commitment, his love of being a football player. I think he's going to have some success because of that. Only one receiver in the class. Yeah, that's that was always interesting. Interesting, but you figure, um, you know, assuming Leon Johnson, Blaine Green, Jaden Bray are the only ones going out. They don't have a ton of holes to fill anyway. They did have, uh, you know, a pretty good sized receiver class last year. They're probably going to want to go to the portal based on yeah. the the experience that they're losing. Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah, Trey Griffiths from uh, from Keller, Texas, six three. Another big guy. Yeah, two hundred pound guy. Gunny said he could see him getting up to to two fifteen. Um, you know, and so and so then you're looking at a uh, a guy with some size. When I mean, all the guys that I just mentioned are are either tall or bulky. Um, so that's uh, important to reload there and not be. You don't want just a, a whole bunch of you know six foot, 190 pound guys running around out there. So that I think has a chance to be pretty valuable. Uh, his his game tape really uh, he really shines in that. Of course, I mean it's all highlights. I get that, yeah. but you really see some some unique uh, ball skills and playmaking ability from uh, from him so uh anybody else that uh that, that really jumps out we didn't talk about landing cleveland that uh yeah, that sounds very intriguing yeah what, what they were able to do just to keep him around really. yeah because he's a guy that uh super talented defensive back down in mansfield that mm -hmm. um apparently he got some early offers he had michigan texas some guys like that but they, he still wasn't picking up osu offered um, and then landed the commitment, and then Missouri comes in like a month later, I think, mm -hmm. and then in July, OU comes in and offers, and then during the season, Alabama offers. And these are, like, Alabama and OU are two programs OSU generally loses these battles to. Yeah. And Gundy even said so on the podium, like, mm -hmm. we generally lose this. Yeah. And they somehow kept landing Cleveland. Brian Nardo is a big part of that. Brian Nardo has a great relationship with the kid, recruited mm -hmm. him really heavily. Um, you're starting to see the fruits and labors of a guy like Brian Nardo, who is a very much of a people person and a player's coach. Right. And I think that one out in this instance is they keep a guy like Landon. He's a three-star, but super talented. Mm -hmm. Like They really like the frame there, six foot, 183. They think they can do a lot with that. Yeah. Um, very athletic. Um, stands out in a lot of ways. And so I think that's that might be the biggest win of this class. Is Pretty strong. Keep him. Pretty strong. Really impressive. The entire linebacker group, I, uh, I I find pretty impressive. There was a lot of talk about Jonathan Agamadu and, and and his physical stature at 6'2", 215, and uh, uh, you know coming from a, a program at, at McKinney mm -hmm. that really emphasizes no it has basically a, uh, a you know a college type strength and conditioning yeah. program um, you know that he's really taken advantage of that. Uh, Gunnar Wilson, 6'3", 206, mm -hmm. looks like a guy that could really develop. Um, you talked to the guy about Tamaric Johnson. Yeah, exactly. That was a, that was a guy. You know, he basically played a stand-up defensive end uh, based on on the film that I saw. You you look at it, and and I, the same thing I told Gundy. It felt like I was watching Colin Oliver, um, just as a, as a high school player. And um, you know, listen at six three two oh nine, which is pretty sim pretty close to what Colin was yeah. at Santa Fe, and just the way he comes off the edge very similar and and i could see him fitting into into that type of a spot but but gundy said you know he runs well tackles well maybe he's a guy that that moves inside and uh just depends on on how he develops in uh in you know physically and, and where he's going to fit but um but yeah looking at him coming off the edge it was a, a very a familiar type of a type of a look 
the offensive linemen, all big guys. All big guys, yeah. Um, at what, 280, the, the lightest guy that they, uh, that they signed on the offensive line, mm -hmm. if I'm remembering right? Yeah. Um, and, and, and he's 6'6", so um, he's a guy that's probably going to add, some, uh, add some, some bulk as he spends some time in, in there. They're all 6'5 or 6'6". Six, six. Yeah, exactly. That's pretty all at least 280 to 295. Yeah, so they're going big. They are. Very um, physically developed uh, crew right there. Um, it kind of like they're going big across the board. They really the are. Part. They really are. Is that maybe that's a byproduct? Is that a byproduct to you of OU Texas leaving? So now, not not necessarily now you go big, but mm -hmm. like they can become the bullies of the conference a little bit, right? Maybe, maybe a little bit. It's uh, you, you never you never know. It's hard to hard to know what um, goes into to some of these these theories. And you know, there's one guy that uh, is not committed, but. Um, that they could land on Thursday. Um, Jacoby Oliphant, 6'4", and, and being talked about as a cornerback. Um, <laughs> so that's uh, you know, crazy. You know, the only way is 175 right now. Obviously, you're going to have to add some weight to that, uh, to yeah. that frame, regardless of where he plays. But, um, but that could be a, a, another very intriguing guy with, with some height that, that, that could find a way onto the field at, at a defensive back position somewhere, assuming that they're able to land him. And it feels like they will, based on... Uh, who they're competing with? He's the OSU is their only, the only Power Five offer uh, that he has, and uh, they're in in the top five with the likes of Wyoming, Ohio, Colorado State, and uh, Arkansas State's the other one. So, feels like they've got a good shot at him yeah. on Thursday afternoon. That would bring this class up to 18 players. That's kind of where uh, where these classes are going to land mm -hmm. from uh, for 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 right now anyway, because you know I'm going to talk about it. You got to see what happens in the portal after the bowl game. Then you got to kind of react to that, see who you bring in in the portal uh, in the rest of December and January, then figure out what you need for the February signing date for other high school players. So it's a uh, it's a it's a crazy game that these coaches are having to play right now. Um, you know, I asked Gundy a while back, does the December signing date need to go away? And he says no. He would like to see a third one added earlier in the yeah. year, at the end of, of the summer, where players who are coming into their senior season could sign. I think that's just going to create more chaos. Yeah, that's going to be chaotic. Coaches get fired and yeah. guys are getting out of letters and, mm -hmm. and all of that. I would rather they just go back to only the February Me one. Too. Um, you know, let these these coaches deal with all their portal stuff in December and January, and then figure out how to fill your holes for the February yeah. signing date. I think and that's, give everyone their holidays back. I'm going to be honest. That's, that's what's the worst part of this. It's uh, it's certainly it's uh, right in the middle of the holidays. It is. It's a mess. It's really tough. So uh, but that's just a personal problem, I right? Guess. But I mean, think about think about the last few weeks for for Gundy and his staff. Mm -hmm. They have the Big Twelve Championship game mm -hmm. at the beginning of the month. Uh, you know, other coaches are out on the road recruiting while they're uh, while they're doing that. Which you'd rather be in the game than not in the game. Yep. But that they still lose some a little bit of time there. They immediately uh, the way Gundy talked, there were guys who left straight from Arlington to go out onto the road recruiting. Mm -hmm. They, uh, you know, they gave the team some time off. They had to try to prepare for, for uh, starting to get ready for their, their bowl opponent. They had all this self-scouting that they were doing. And then they had to start hosting visits for guys that, that are uh, coming up for, mm -hmm. for signing day. And, and, then, and then you've got guys going out in the portal and you're, you're trying to recruit the portal. And uh, there's just so much now in December that I feel like the NCAA needs to find a way to, to lighten the load on these guys in yeah. some fashion. So. 
Uh, anybody? Uh, we haven't talked about everybody, everybody, but no, uh, we've hit the class pretty, pretty good. Well. Yeah. Um, uh, there has been portal movement. Um, yes. It, not much. Not not a lot. Um, I think uh, technically, if you don't count Gunner Gundy as a scholarship guy, which he's not on scholarship, six scholarship guys in the portal, uh, a, a few walk-ons. Gunner Gundy being the the biggest uh, of the walk-ons. Um, would you say is it? Is it is, am, am I glossing over it too much if I say that, that Gunner Gunny is the biggest surprise of the portal entrance? No, I think so. I think yeah. it's uh, he's a guy that we never thought would leave. He's right. playing for his dad. He's going to school for free. Mm -hmm. He's getting to play some yeah. here and there. Um, you know, but he graduated, mm -hmm. so I guess maybe that's probably part of it. I'm sure. Um, and you know, get a chance to go play somewhere and get on the field a little bit. But um, you know, I think. I mean, that, that really surprised me, though, just knowing Gunner. Yeah. Gunner is a homebody. Gunner is a guy that right. likes to be around family and friends. And so that, that surprised me, just he, what I he know. He loves Oklahoma Gunner. State, and I'm not yeah. suggesting that that has changed in no, any way. No, I think it's I just think... a looking for playing time. Exactly. Um, Jaden Nixon was a little bit of a surprise, but not as much after he missed the, right. the championship game. Yeah. Uh, I kind of set up some red flags there that something's mm -hmm. up. And, and obviously... Um, you know, I'm sure I'm, we know how close he is with Ollie. I'm sure he had a pretty strong gut feeling that Ollie's sticking around, which certainly yeah. seems to be the case, even though he hasn't made an official announcement. Um, and so now all of a sudden you're talking about another year like last year, mm -hmm. unless uh, unless something bad happens. So yeah, it's it's understandable that a guy like him would want to get out and and go find another opportunity. He's got some uh, some offers from some places where he could end up being a, a guy that yeah. really gets a lot of production. I, I think about him like North Texas, one of the offers mm -hmm. I've seen. Put him in, in, in that league, I think he can have a lot of success. Yeah. Jaden Bray. Jaden Bray, um, not so much a surprise. Yeah, it's been, it's been, it's just been... It's been rocky with him. It has been. Injuries he has, primarily. Hasn't been able to stay healthy. Uh, you know, and they, they, they've just been so deep at receiver that there's not always a ton of snaps available. Um, you know, you can see, you, it's obvious the, the kind of excitement there is about him. You look at how fast offers started coming in. West Virginia had offered it, I don't know what the actual time was. It felt like like 10 minutes after he was in the portal. Yeah, it was super fast. It was. Uh, Cincinnati offered, he's already committed to West Virginia. Mm -hmm. So um, so we'll get to see him again before before his career is over. Yeah. Um, you know, the, uh, the athletic ability, um, you know, his ability to re react to the ball in the air. Uh, kind of use those basketball skills to go up and, and get the ball. Uh, all of that, very exciting for uh, for the folks at West Virginia. Um, and then Blaine Green, I guess, is probably the other mo really notable one. Yeah. Um, just, you just kind of feel bad for him. But it's just the way things worked out. Injuries, yeah. position changes, never really had just an opportunity for just to just launch and and be what I I thought he could probably be. He was he was the number three receiver on this team. In, in 2021 yep um but things just kind of got derailed and, and shaken up from there so and the cowboys have brought in a couple of guys um i yeah. was uh i was i was busy uh, doing other things uh what was that sunday was that when that saturday. was saturday um yeah, when 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 i'm not doing things uh, things news, happen. News yeah. get, gets no, it's about to no longer be my problem. As exactly much. yes <laughs> you, you'll just be calling me and telling me what to do and i'll be uh Dropping my Christmas shopping to go, um, uh, to go to work. But um, 
yeah, got a safety from from UTEP who mm -hmm. started his career at NEO, which I thought yeah. was, was fascinating. Being a, a, a kid from the Atlanta area, basically, yeah, um, seems like an intriguing guy. And then an offensive lineman, Isaiah from Glass from Arizona State. Arizona State, so um, who's had some injury issues this last mm -hmm. year and redshirted, but yeah. uh, started 15 games. Yeah, yeah. So some experience to come yeah. in and 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 compete with a lot of experienced guys that are already coming yeah. back. He's a tackle, so he was yeah. pretty good for him, from what yeah. I understand. So uh, very intriguing and, and more to come. They've got more offers out. Um, yeah. You assume there will be more portal movement after the bowl game. Yeah. Um, all of those things. So uh, we'll keep an eye on all of that and see how it, it transpires. But um, certainly a lot quieter than a year ago. Oh, absolutely. It's nice. Yeah. So. Um, all right. Anything else about this class or, uh, or, or Mike Gundy's comments? You know, he, no. he, he talked about the heavy influence of being able to, to recruit within a, a basically a four-hour four four, drive. Yeah. Um, you look at, at the guys, what well, we count, eight guys that are, that are really kind of in the Dallas-Fort Worth Metroplex, yeah. three in Oklahoma City. That's 11 of your, uh, of your 17 right there. So um, yeah. He considers the North Texas area local. And yeah, so that, yeah that was exactly. Interesting. So, yeah, so very interesting. And he said he likes to get the guys there that aren't being heavily recruited because he knows that he can use those guys to develop and yeah and progress and right. they want to be there right yeah and that's and that's the important thing that's what I, that's what I wrote about for uh, for Thursday's paper uh, asked Gundy about it uh, and then he talked about it in a couple of different ways in in uh, answering other questions you know he and his staff have built this program on being able to identify guys that are that are, you know, run-of-the-mill three stars or even two-star guys, and turn them into four-star quality talent. And my question is, how sustainable is that idea with the transfer portal? You look at all the guys we just talked about: uh, Gunnar Gundy, uh, Jaden Bray, Jaden Nixon, Blaine Green. All, we're all just redshirt sophomores, mm -hmm. third year in the program, and now they're gone, right? When you're, you're getting them developed to, to be the veteran, experienced guy that you're relying yeah. on. Um, I, I went and counted up last year's uh, transfer portal exits, 11 guys that, were, that had played three years or less in mm -hmm. the program. So that's the big key. If Gundy wants to keep recruiting this way, and, yeah. and I understand there are a lot of fans that don't like it, they're not going to like it when they see that this class is ranked 50 whatever, it was 56 last time I looked. They're not gonna like that it's uh, it's all three stars. Uh, Jaden Allen Hendricks has no stars at this point yeah. uh, on 247. Um, you know, they're, they're, not, they're not gonna, there are, are fans who are not gonna like that. There are some fans that, that understand what Gundy has done to build this program this way, mm -hmm. but if Gundy's gonna continue to recruit this way, he's got to also commit to keeping those guys around. Yeah. And I think that we're seeing him get there uh, with his, his um, uh, getting past his reluctance to adapt to, to NIL. Um, and I think, you know, like we talked about with Ollie, I think uh, an announcement is imminent. We'll see when it, uh, when it actually happens, but all signs point to him sticking around. Yep. Um, you know, they did, they did stuff last year with him and uh, Colin Oliver, Kendall Daniels, guys like that to make sure that they knew um, that they were valued here. So I think you're seeing him make progress in, in that area, but that's gonna be the key. If he wants to keep continue, to continue to recruit this way, he's got to find ways to keep those guys around 
because you're not going to have you're not going to have portal success at the rate that he had this year, every year. No. This this, this was um, it, it's it's really hard to uh, to to define just how successful they were with the portal this year uh, in terms of getting guys that came in and were impact players and were a key part of this team. You're not going to be able to bring in. You're not going to be able to have the batting average that he had this year all the time. It's going to be difficult. So, so we'll see. That's, uh, that's what I wrote about for Thursday, so you can read more uh, on that uh, on Oklahoma.com. Uh, anything else before we get to the Stone Cloud six-pack here? No, I think we're good. All right. Let's, let's get Very to the six-pack. This is the fun part. That's exactly right. This, uh, we're, we're, uh, we're sticking with recruiting theme. The game's a week away. We didn't talk about the game, but... Uh, like we said, it's very difficult to try to... to Gundy didn't even really talk about the game no. when he was asked about it. So. No, when you think about Texas A&M, head coach is gone. OC, DC, gone. The, the interim head coach is, is spending half his time recruiting yeah. for Syracuse because he's leaving. Um, There's at least 17 players in the portal. They yeah. had a receiver going yesterday. Yeah, exactly. They've got guys going to the NFL draft out, yeah. of, this, uh, out of this outstanding defense. Yeah. Um, you've, got, you've got assistant coaches who... Or looking for jobs right yeah. now, and trying to be somewhere uh, by by the end of the month to you know to to have their uh, their career continue somewhere else. So all this stuff that's going on, um, I don't know. I don't know what the spread has changed to. I know OSU was like a five and a half point underdog when it uh, when it uh, first opened. With all this movement, all this chaos on the Texas A&M side, I don't see how. Oh, she was not favored by the time yeah, we get to they should get be. to game day, yeah. um, and and you know I, I don't see based on the, the the minimal movement at OSU, the Cowboys aren't going to look a lot different. No, they're going to look pretty much the same than, than what we saw. So getting um, healthier because Stribling guys like that. Yeah, like, Stribling has a chance to to play. Mm-hmm. Uh, Elijah Collins is uh, is going to be back, yeah. which which will help because he's. Uh, he and Ceci Bailahi are, are number two and three now. So yeah, all right. So we'll stick with. Uh, recruiting stuff for the uh, the first half of the Stone Cloud six pack, and uh, and with that, I will uh, I will give the, uh, the the first option to you. Who is your uh, your number one pick out of this class? And and we can add uh, add Smitty to the class now because he's he's official. Yeah. Early impact guy. Who are you? Would you go with as your favorite for an early impact? Early impact. I'm actually going to go with. It's tough. Mm-hmm. It's real tough, actually. It is. Um, I think I'm going to go with. Man, that's. I had different answers in my head. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to go with. Landon Cleveland. I think that's a good one. I had three guys in in mind, and he I, was one of them. I think that. The way his recruiting took off shows how good this kid is. Mm-hmm. Um, and the secondary is a, it could be a little thin. Yeah. It, you know, depending on what they do in the portal with it. Mm-hmm. Um, we don't know if Corey Black is going to return or not. Right. Um, we obviously they already, already lost Trey a couple Rucker. safeties. Trey Rucker hasn't made any Trey formal Rucker announcement. Hasn't he's decided got, yet. He's got a super um, senior year available. Yeah, so Lyric Rawls is going to be coming back from ACL. Yeah. So I think there's an opportunity there for a guy like Landon Cleveland to step up and um, be heavily involved and, and yep. find a role. And we've shown they've shown they're willing to go to young guys than he too. So I think yep. he's a guy that's talented enough that might make an impact early. Like I said, I had three guys in mind. He was one of them. Um, uh, one of the other ones that I uh, that I thought about 
but I'm not picking was Tamaric Johnson. Yeah, um, I can see him being a guy that uh, that, that gets a chance um, as a, uh, a special teamer right right out right out of the gate. Um, you know, maybe not necessarily linebacker because mm-hmm. they're in good shape there. Um, but I could see him being a guy that, that gets some special teams action. But the guy that I'm going to go with is one that uh, that we talked about. Probably not even not, I don't know where he even ranks uh, in terms of uh, mm-hmm. of this class. Probably down toward the, the bottom half, I would say at least. I'm going to go with Josh Ford from Silver. He was on my mind. He was my probably runner up on this. You look at what uh, what they're losing yeah. at, at tight end. Josiah Johnson, Ian Enfield, and Braden Cassidy are all done, yeah. no matter what. Uh, Jake Schultz has a super senior year. I, I would I would kind of expect him to be, to be back, but you never know. Um, yeah, then you've got you've got Quint Stewart, uh, Tabor Shetron. Uh, but I can see a, a spot for a guy with his size uh, to be, you know, maybe he's not your number one tight end, mm-hmm. but maybe he's your, uh, your your secondary tight end that you go to in some some blocking situations and, and those kind of things. So that's uh, that's the guy that I'm going to go with, right? It's a good call. Right off, uh, right off the bat. All right. So uh, so I want to make sure we differentiate the next two. Uh, the next uh, the next category yeah. is the most anticipated. The most uh, exciting gets me a little too close to our third category, which is most intriguing. Um, But who is the the most anticipated player? For whom is there the most anticipation? I mean, it's got to be Schmitty, right? I I think it's got to be. I I mean, i got to pick somebody else now. It's a quarterback that no one can say his name. Right. um, That they're going to have to run into their name because it's a fun name to say. It is. I like it. Um, But he's super talented. Shows him over some big programs, too. this isn't the under radar guy, right? Quarterback. This is a legitimate quarterback prospect. They got yeah. one last year too, obviously, too, mm-hmm. with uh, with Zane Flores. But now you've got two of them. Now you got guys, even Frank Gell. You put all three of those guys. You got a really good quarterback room. I think with a lot of potential. Yeah. In young town. So I think I think it's Smitty. I uh, I I cannot disagree with that. Smitty, not Smitty. Yeah. Smitty, Smitty. Um, I'm I'm going a little bit different direction with this one, and he's not a guy that I see playing right away. Um, but I think the uh, the talent is there for him to to you know, get a redshirt year and then be able to really contribute. That's Luke Webb on the defensive line. Uh, I think this guy's got a chance to be a uh, a big, versatile, impactful guy on that defensive line. He's uh, he's you know two four seven. I think has him as like the third. Highest ranked recruit in this class, um, being Smitty and Landon Cleveland ahead of him, uh, if I'm remembering that right. So, um, I think he's a guy that uh, that, in defensive lineman terms, has a chance to have a, a fairly early impact. Not this year, uh, but uh, down the road uh, by his uh, um, you know, redshirt freshman year, I think yeah. could be a guy that's that's really really good. And now this one. Final category here in the uh, the Stone Cloud Six Pack as far as football questions, most intriguing for you. Who is the most intriguing I, for you? I really think that I'm going to have to go with Ladainian Fields here. That's a fair one. I it's, it's a good one. He was a well. Yeah, I'll stick with that. I, okay. I, I Ladainian Fields because I think his upside is very high, mm-hmm. and he's a guy that can do a lot of things. Um, and it's going to be super valuable for them. Um, and 
clearly he wanted to be here because he flipped from TCU to here. Right. So I think I'm going there. Uh, I'll tell you who I almost went with, went with if you don't pick this person, but I think you might pick this person. I have a feeling I'm probably going to pick yeah. the, the one. I, a couple of guys that I considered yeah. were um, uh, Tamaric Johnson, who I've already talked about yeah. uh, quite a bit. I, I was fascinated by his game film. Um, also, uh, there was one other one that I had in mind. Uh, I can't remember now. Um, so it must not have been that good, but uh, but I'm going with with Jaden Allen Hendricks. That's who I was. Think- I I had say originally. Wait, that's who I really wanted uh-huh. to pick, and I already picked Ladanian Fields, so I didn't want to switch. Yeah, six two two twenty five. Um, you know, if we're just going off of what they've got right now, he's one of their top four running backs next season. Obviously, they could add a portal guy, and they and they give them themselves a little bit more cushion. Uh, but we saw. The last, uh, the last two times they've been in the Big 12 title game, the number four guy was playing a significant role in that game. Mm-hmm. Sessie Vailahi got in and, and touched the ball four or five times this year. Um, you know, and it, was, and it was Des Jackson back in 2021. They have to have running back depth. And this guy obviously physically is going to be able to take a little bit more of a pounding than, uh, than Rodney Fields maybe can at, at, at 5'9", 185. Yeah. So we talked about how physical he is. Um, so it's a different kind. When you're 6'2", 225, that's a, yeah. that's, that's different. a different, different monster. So that's a guy that, uh, that I'm, I'm very intrigued to see what direction things go for him. So, all right, with that, uh, we move to the, uh, the back half of the, of the Stone Cloud six-pack. And it's, uh, it's almost Christmas time. Yeah. Uh, I know that's five days away. I know that's a big deal at your house. It's still Huge. a big deal at my house. Yes. Um, we're, uh, we're we're past the point of leaving cookies out for Santa at my house, but uh, we are not. Yes, mm-hmm. exactly. We are starting to get to that point. Right, exactly. So and that's, Santa's excited. Uh, that's, oh, I bet. <laughs> and uh, and so that's what uh, we need to uh, we need to make sure we we record this draft and uh, and uh, and share it so that, uh, yeah so that, uh, everyone knows what Santa needs at your house, um, but. The draft is uh, cookies. What kind of cookies are you leaving out for Santa? Oh, you got a man. plate. Yeah. You got, you got three cookies, one of each. What's going to be on uh, on the plate? Most importantly, what what are we leaving out? Are we leaving out milk with the with with the drink for? Uh, yeah, I technically, I'm not a. This Santa's not a huge milk drinker. Me neither. But it's kind of the tradition, right? Right. So that's probably what yeah. we'll do. I assume. Yeah, I mean, it would be hard to explain if you left, say. Stone some cloud. stone cloud. Here's some out. neon Noel. Yeah, exactly. You know, uh-huh. Yeah. 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 I don't know. Santa's a drunk. Right. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, so does Santa drink a beer at every house? Yeah. He goes exactly. To? <laughs> yeah. Exactly. I think we're gonna stick yeah, with the milk. Better stick with the milk. Um, but my first pick, right? Your first pick. Okay. You're up. I I'm going with the sentimental one. Okay. And we actually just made these. My mom was here in town last weekend, mm-hmm. and my family's sugar cookie recipe. Oh, we made sugar cookies nice. and with with Cohen, and we don't we don't ice them, okay, in our family. So they're just the cutouts, and you uh-huh. kind of glaze them, right? And uh-huh. you put the sprinkles and stuff right. on them, and you right. bake them, okay. And they, I actually found out more about the history of this their family. It was my great grandma's recipe. Wow, it's been passed down. It was my grandpa's favorite cookies, and so like, there's a lot to this, and I love making, but we made we made them with. With Cohen, my mom and I made it with Cohen mm-hmm. on Sunday, um, and had a really fun time, and um, got lots of cookies. And so there will be some of those put out at least, if not three. I mean, right. There right. will be some of those because we have plenty of them right now, and they're right. delicious. Very nice. I'll say this: I expected sugar cookie to be selected in this draft. Yeah. I wasn't projecting a number one overall selection. No, but, it's but I'm not. Value. I'm not. I'm yeah. not. I'm not disagreeing with it. Yeah. Is what I'm saying. 
big fan of, uh, yeah. of, of, of all sorts of sugar cookies. It's a very underrated cookie. Mm -hmm. So uh, I, think that's, uh, I think that's really solid. I'm not, uh, I'm, I'm gonna hold off on, uh, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna slide my, my real number one pick down a bit because I think that I can probably get it later. Okay. Uh, my first pick, I'm gonna go with the Snickerdoodle. That's a good one. I love, uh, I love a good Snickerdoodle. Yeah. Um, it's a, it's a, a very, um, just a fun blend of flavors. Yeah. So, um, I, was, I was nervous. I don't, I don't know your cookie taste well enough. I was afraid I might There's lose that There's not a lot one. of cookies I turn down. Right. I, I'm not big on the oatmeal raisin. That's a little one no. that I'm just, I'll eat them and they're fine. But Listen, it's my last the, option. To the people that put raisins in stuff, yeah. whatever you're putting raisins in, <laughs> it was perfectly fine before you yeah, put the raisins exactly. in there. Yeah, it absolutely that's was. That's very fair. Yes. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> I am going with, I'm just going to go simple here. Just a chocolate chip cookie. Okay. Just give me chocolate chip cookies and milk. All right. Very good. Any, any, like, it's the like, classic. What are you? Are you? Are you going? Are you leaning toward toward the homemade? You yes. Going, lean toward, okay. Yes. Homemade okay. chocolate that's chip a, cookie. That's a very specific like, delineation for it's the have remainder a good of the draft. Good amount of chocolate in it, and mm -hmm. I'm happy. Okay. Um, I'm uh, so my. I'll go ahead and I'll go ahead and select my next cookie, yeah. uh, which was going to be my number one pick. Um, it's a it's a very specific. The the. Hard, crunchy Chips Ahoy chocolate chip uh, okay, cookie. Yeah. Okay, yeah. That's why I needed to know if you're a little you, homemade. You would have been safe on that. I, you, I, you, I figured I was. I'm not a big Chips Ahoy guy. I figured it's, it's, I was. They're good, but they're... they're uh, it's by far my, my favorite kind of cookie. Yeah. Um, and that's just uh, just because that's what my mom always bought when right. I was a kid. Right, no, that's fair, yeah. And so uh, I, still, I still buy them it's now, a, so. Yeah, that's, that's a good one. Mm -hmm. um, all right, it is, uh, it my is final pick for your final Pick. Yeah, so I want to go with this, but I think I'm going to go with another sentimental favorite. Okay. Just give me an M&M cookie. All a right. good homemade M&M cookie mm -hmm. or a good one from a good bakery. Mm -hmm. I love an M&M cookie. Yeah. I always have. My mom makes them. My grandma made them. Like just M&M cookies for some reason, especially at the holidays, mm -hmm. really get me. Yeah. Nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with it at all. Um, I'm a little bit surprised as I, as I sit here now because I know what my final pick is yeah. going to be. Um, uh, two that I thought would probably come off the board from one of us. They were, they were on my list. I figured they might have been on yours too. The Oreo. The Oreo was the one I wanted to take there in that third mm -hmm. round, but I went M&M because I, I thought, I don't think that. you're taking Oreo. You're taking, you took Chips Ahoy. I don't think right. you're taking Oreo. No. Uh -uh. But Oreo is my favorite like, store-bought cookie. Yeah. Like, give me an Oreo. That's fair. Um, and then um, a, a chocolate chocolate chip. Yes, would have been yes. very high on, on my list yeah. as well. I like a macadamia nut cookie too. That's solid. Yeah. That's solid. Nothing wrong with that. Uh, I'm going store bought again. Okay. Uh, for my for my final pick, and it's uh, it's it's not a well known one. Uh, I've, we've never discussed this, so I'll yeah. be curious to, to see if it's even one you're, you're familiar with. It's the El Fudge sandwich cookie. It's got the uh, the just the the, the sugary crispy um, elf crackers. Oh yeah, elf cracker yeah. with the chocolate uh, filling. Oh in yeah, between. yeah, yeah, those are good. Oh, yeah. they're big time good. Yeah, those are real good. Um, also considered the fudge stripe. Yeah, those uh, are. I love a fudge stripe too, uh, but the the El fudge yeah. was a uh, like. So I, I I still buy chips Ahoy. Uh, Tayden likes them. I like them, but I don't go crazy on them. I can I can yeah. I can pace myself with a with a chips Ahoy. Yeah. 
the EL fudge I cannot have in the house. Yeah. I will I will eat the entire pack yeah. the day I bring it home and not even notice. I'm struggling so. with a box from Trader Joe's right now. Of the, they have chocolate stars with little sprinkles on them. Ooh. Those things are just going mm-hmm. down like right. water. It's yeah. bad. It's real bad. Yep. Understood. Mm-hmm. I understand. Yeah. It's real bad. All right. Well, with that, uh, like I said, if you want to go ahead and throw in some uh, some score yeah. predictions in the comments, we we, we love to uh, to read them. Though we won't be uh, won't be having uh, this show in uh, in this iteration of it uh, uh, again. So no, um, not until next season. I will, with uh, you. I will be back and uh, and and hopefully somebody else is sitting in that chair, so I'm not just yeah. sitting here and drinking, we'll, talking and we'll loudly. We'll do a post game one in Houston. I'm going to Houston will. for the bowl. We game. will do. We will have we'll, that. We will audio uh, only. Yes. Yeah, we'll have a post game on the uh, on the Apple Podcast channel. Yeah. So. Go check that out. But uh, other than that, good uh, good luck. Um, it's not like you're leaving. I'm yeah. still gonna have to put up with you all the time. Yeah, so. exactly. You yeah, know, we'll still you know mm. we'll still talk all the time. Like we exactly. Do. So so uh, with that, yeah, we thank you for a wonderful season. We've had a blast doing this again for our mm-hmm. second year here at Stone Cloud. Thanks to the people at Stone Cloud who made it uh, incredible once again. And um, we got a lot of beer to finish here before we get out of here, or at least yeah. I do. So. Um, <laughs> We don't have to go interview players afterwards. No, so we get to go okay home. this time. So, uh, so thanks to everybody, and uh, and have uh, happy holidays, Merry Christmas, Happy New Year, all that stuff. Thanks for watching the Cowboy Chronicles. Cheers. Cheers.